You're listening to the We're All Right podcast, hosted by Brandon Erseg. And here we are, back behind the mic again for another ep of the pod after I had a little hiatus. Um, I have to apologise to all the listeners. Unfortunately, I had to go under the knife, which put me out for a few weeks, but hopefully that means we're back better than ever after I've had a little break to refresh. Um, the last one we recorded was the great Talon Ames, so it's going to be a hard act to follow for this man, but I have no doubt he's ready to have a crack. Um, today actually marks the first of what will be three episodes that will be the first of our Victorian series, um, where we'll include interviews with our, some of our Victorian recruits. Um, in the footy world, WA often feels like we get neglected by those over on the Eastern States, so hopefully, starting with this guest, they can begin to change the general perception and show people that some of the Vicks are actually at least all right. Um, so into introducing this week's guest, he's our most recent Vic recruit to come across, with this being his first year. Um, he's played just the eight games for the Black Ducks to date, kicking two goals and averaging 24 and a half disposals per game. So we'll round that up to 25 for him um, after being thrust into a role as the prime mover in our midfield. Um, prior to that, he was playing VFL footy for the Geelong Cats for four, four or five years, I believe, um, which included a VFL Team of the Year appearance in 2021. And he also hails from the city of Geelong, or as he likes to call it, Detroit. Um, he may be on the smaller side in stature, but as highlighted by his wearing of clothes with the words extra large emblazoned across the front, he plays with a much greater authority and intensity than his size might suggest. Um the man I speak of is none other than Jackson McLaughlin, or Mousy, as the nickname is most commonly called since arriving at the club. Mousy, how are you? Good, Brandon. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Happy to be here. Yeah, very happy to be here. It's been a long time coming, but uh, <laughs> as you said, um, yeah, it's good to be here. Um, first time doing a pod like this? Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, you'll be right. We'll see how we go. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, most guests I've had, given they're from WA, I've been able to do a little bit more research, um, particularly as the Waffle seems to do a better job of keeping stats than the VFL sort of does. But I reckon I'm going to be learning a lot myself as we go, which doesn't bother me at all. Um, and particularly given you're such an enjoyable bloke to have one off the wood with, mate. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to the chat. Um, but first things first, and we'll go into a lot more detail about it later. So maybe just a quick little summary. We're on a Swan Districts pod, so where did your journey at the club start? Yeah, so it was actually quite an interesting one. So I think about three or four years ago, Smarty um, gave me a call um, asking if I was interested to come over. Um, at the time, it was probably not the right timing, but it was always in the back of my mind. And then, um, yeah, as time progressed, I sort of kept in touch with Smarty. And, um, yeah, the... Uh, about halfway through last year or three quarters of the year through, I spoke to Smarty again and um, everything just sort of aligned and um, it was the right time to come over. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's worked out well and um, loving it over here. Yeah, nice. Smarty putting in the work early. I did not know that. Jeez, yeah, he had yeah, a crack early, the he, great man. He got down to Detroit and uh, <laughs> we had a coffee and, um, yeah, went from there. Good man, good man. <laughs> um, he done a good job there. Um and you were born and raised in Geelong? Yeah, so majority of my childhood was in Geelong. We moved to Queensland for a couple of years, oh, yeah. um, but mainly in Geelong. So um, the family go for the cats. Um, yep. 
yeah, if everything's Geelong. Like everyone goes for the Cats down there pretty much. Yeah. But um, yeah, born and bred in Geelong. Um, played my local footy at St Joseph's down there, and um, yeah, that was that was my childhood growing up. So yeah. yeah. What was it like growing up in more of a regional town? Um, were you outdoors a lot more and that kind of thing than if you'd grown up in the big smoke, or did it not make much of a difference? Um. Yeah, I'd say we're pretty outdoorsy. Like me and my mates back home, we always played golf, um, always sort of down at the beach in the summer and things like that. Um, but, yeah, Geelong's a, a pretty small town. Like as big as it is, you sort of know a lot of people and you can't go too far without seeing someone that you know. Yeah. Um, so it's been it's been quite refreshing coming over here and, you know, sort of just um, doing our own thing and not really knowing anyone. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, any brothers or sisters? I've got a sister. Yeah. Um, she's two years older. She's actually in Europe at the moment. Oh, so wow. yeah. at Glastonbury Festival. So wow. living it up. Gee whiz. Yeah. That's uh, a good place to be, particularly with how the weather is here at the moment and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So in the grind of the footy season. Um and how did um how did footy sort of start in general? Like did you did you start from a young age and play all of your um junior footy at one club? Yeah, so um pretty much from Ozkick. Started at Auskick when I was younger, and then St. Joey's uh, Football Club played there from oh, from when I can remember, maybe six or seven, all the way through through to senior footy. Yeah, um, okay. Was lucky to win a few flags in senior footy before. We'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll just thought I'd drop that in. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, we'll get to that. I was going to make a mention. Uh, yeah. Some of the research I did, mate, I managed <laughs> to sort of drum that up. Um, yeah. So, so obviously, yeah, I don't know exactly how it works over in Vic compared to here because I think there's some differences. So St. Joseph's, you played like under like 10s or 11s or whatever it was and then that went all the way up to senior footy and you just played all your footy there? Yeah, so um, in the like the under 14s and 16s, they sort of have what the Swans do, like it's called the Geelong Falcons. Okay. So you'd go there and do a carnival maybe at the start of the year and then um, that was pretty much done for the year and then you'd go back and play local footy for the rest of the year. Yep. So I'm pretty sure it's sort of similar to what they do in the 14s and 16s yeah, okay. here. Yep. Um, and then under 18s, they've got like Colts like here. Yep. Um, it's Geelong Falcons Colts yep. um, and it's similar to the Swans. So yeah, okay. um, that's sort of it's the TAC Cup. So that's yeah. sort of like the drafting pool. Yeah, okay. um, and then after that, yeah, you sort of make your decision which way you want to go. Yep. As in, we'll get we'll get into that a little bit more yeah, as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so obviously you grew up loving footy, no doubt, if you started such a young age. But um, were you the the type of kid that like always wanted to play AFL or did you have other sports that you're interested in and maybe that was something you thought about doing when you were older in terms of playing AFL or was it just like footy was – you're obsessed with it, footy was it? Um, I've always loved footy, but, yeah, I've always been pretty realistic with like – draft expectations and things like that obviously being a <laughs> being pretty small um you gotta sort of set your expectations and like my family and stuff always kept me grounded and things like that so mm. I never sort of like as much as you'd like to get to that stage I never sort of set that as my goal it was mainly just enjoying footy and also played a bit of cricket basketball but I was pretty. I was pretty useless. Which at those. one? Which one were you? Which one were you better at? Of those two, uh, do you reckon? I used to bowl spinners. Did you? Playing cricket. I could picture you as yeah. a spinner. Oh yeah, offy or leggy? Uh, I was offies. Yeah, oh, they didn't move too well. The <laughs> old, old Nathan Lyon, the goat. The old straight ball, every <laughs> ball. <laughs> Just the stock ball every time. Yeah, yeah, the old arm ball. But um, 
yeah, other than that, it was mainly just footy. Yeah, yeah, yeah a bit of bar, a little bit of basketball. Yeah, obviously doesn't really suit <laughs> my hey, stature. Point guard, not the Facil- prototype facil- basketballer. Facilitator, mate. <laughs> yeah, 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 the facilitator. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, sort of touched on that the development pathways maybe there's similarities, but a little bit different. To WA, and I was obviously trying to do a bit of research to work out yeah, what your path sort of was. Um, and obviously, you've mentioned it. I know you ended up you played for St Joseph's Football Netball Club, and that was the where you played junior footy, and then it transitioned into obviously senior footy there, which is the Geelong Football League, and that's yep. where you played your senior footy before you went to Geelong in the VFL. Um, is so Saint like Saint Joseph's would that be the equivalent to like A grade amateurs here? Like what type of level is that? Because I was going to ask you how you ended up getting to Saint Joseph's, Joseph's, but you obviously were there from a young age and you just played there and progressed your way through the whole time. But once you got to senior footy there, what's that um, sort of equivalent equivalent yeah. to here? Like, so, it might be hard for you to say, but like we've obviously got A grade amateurs, B grade amateurs, C grade, but. Mm. I th- I'm guessing that's it's St. Joseph's and then VFL if that's your next step. Yeah, so GFL, Geelong Football League, is probably like the best local league um, in the area. Yeah. Um, so you could probably equate it to, you know, Div 1 Ammos or something like that. Yep. Um, and that would sort of have a lot of VFL players who aren't getting a game in the VFL. They would sort of filter into the GFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it's a pretty good standard for the area. Yep. Um, there's a couple of other leagues like the BFL and GDFL, so they're a bit bit lower, but yeah, they're like regional leagues. Yeah. Yeah, because you've you'd yeah. obviously have metro, you'd have metro leagues as well. I'm yeah. Guessing. There's yeah. so many leagues over there, like yeah. um, in Melbourne and stuff. They've got like, yeah, heaps of leagues. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah. But, um, for the Geelong area, it was not a bad standard. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, I think there's about ten teams. If uh, I'm right, having a look. Yeah. So it's a fair, it's a fair amount of teams as well in the yeah. comp. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned before that they sort of had at Saint like, within Saint Joseph's they had like a sort of they have like some development squads or a Colts level Colts level footy that you played at. Or was that that was for Geelong Falcons? So that was for Falcons. Yeah. So yeah. after 18 Falcons. Um, I just decided to go back to Joey's. Yeah. And, um, Did Joey- you play development squads at um, like Geelong yeah. Falcons as well? Yeah. Yeah, so you would have had to have gotten picked for those and yeah. all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So um, 18s is the only year at Falcons where you played the whole season against other teams. Yeah. Like it's a full season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's similar to here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then after that I sort of was like, oh, I just want to go back and play at Joey's with my mates, which was just a, a bit of a local league, um, and just enjoy footy again because it, it gets pretty serious at like that 18s level because you got a lot of players, you know, wanting to get picked up, um, yeah. and it's pretty full on. So yeah. it was good just to go back um, yeah. and play with my yeah, mates okay. for a year or two, yeah, before. But were you were you sort of thinking at that stage that? Um, like footy could be something that you could do a little bit more seriously because obviously if you if you played in those development squads and then you played in the um, TAC Cup, yeah, um, you would have had to have gotten picked for those and you would have had to have been going okay relative to um, like your age group, other guys in your age group. So did you sort of think that footy could be something that you could do a little bit more seriously by then? Yeah, I, I sort of got to the crossroads a bit after under-18s um, in terms of I just wasn't really enjoying it as much as... I would have liked to at that age. So 
after that year, that's that's why I decided to go back to Joey's and just enjoy it for a year and then see what see what sort of would happen from there. Yep. Um, and then, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to have not a bad year and that's when it sort of progressed to going down to the VFL. Yeah, okay. Um, and training f- and then, yeah, sort of didn't look back from there. Yep. And when you were um, working your way through um, the ranks, I suppose, like playing in those development squads and then in the TAC Cup and even just playing for um, St. Joseph's, was size always something that was raised as like a question mark or um, were you decent size compared to other guys your age and then they <laughs> took off or was it always raised as a question mark? The only reason I ask is because we had um, Darcy Jones as another guy on the pod who's had question marks over his size um, and he he sort of mentioned that it got pretty frustrating at some point but it's obviously something that you can overcome but was that always something that sort of raises a bit of a question mark when you were coming up through the ranks? Yeah, I've always sort of been um, a bit smaller like going through the years like I've never sort of been a bigger sort of player I guess but um, it was always, yeah, you would always be brought up but I mean... I never really took it personally or anything like that. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really let it get to me too much or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Bit laid back. Bit laid back about it all. Yeah. Um, did you play any state footy? You, like, you would have been aligned with Vic Country, Yeah, I, I tried out in the 16s yep. and uh, didn't make it. And then that was it, yeah. Who didn't pick you, mate? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Probably right. a safe call. That, that's even that's it, that's an even um, better shot at that person, I reckon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't even remember their name. <laughs> I was I was pretty upset though because I went to the Gold Coast I think that year and um, yeah right. would have been a nice trip but yeah yeah, so yeah. did you did, uh, going backwards a little bit here um, you lived in Queensland for two years yeah so when I was for oh, maybe six yeah uh, dad got transferred up to uh, Gold Coast with through the bank he was working at NAB and. Um, we all moved up, played for Broad Beach Cats for a couple of years. So how old would you have been then, roughly? Oh, I think it was about six to eight years old. Oh, so yeah. I was pretty okay. young. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was pretty pretty eye-opening, the footy up there at, at that time. It was a bit backwards. So <laughs> if it rained up there, they'd call the game off. Really? Um, you couldn't tackle. <laughs> like, couldn't tackle. Had to wear these armbands for your positions, and you had to change the armbands every quarter yeah, right. to play a different position. So yeah, right. We, a lot. Yeah. On the tackling, would you were you, were you able to full tackle in Victoria at that age? Yeah. Like, to, yep. that, see, that's different. Yeah. Because we had we had restrictions here, I reckon. Yeah. On tackling up until a certain age as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was. It's come a long way up there, but it was. Yeah, backwards when I was up there. Yeah, that's right. For sure. That's it, the um the armbands for positions on the ground is <laughs> pretty interesting one. Um. Trying to work out if they're in the right spot or not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't work it out themselves. Um, uh, um, so yeah, on to um, I suppose Saint Saint Joseph's. Um, how long you, you were there? Know, how long were you there for? You were there from junior footy to seniors. But when was your first year playing um, senior footy? There was that after the the eighteens, the TAC Cup. Yeah, so I think I played one game while I was in TAC Cup on a buy or something, but. 2017, I think, was my first main year playing seniors all year. And um, I was sort of lucky that I fell into the senior team sort of at a pretty good time. Like, we had some good talent around. And I think we only lost maybe one game for the year. And I was just um, playing small forward. And, yeah, it was it was good fun. Like, 
there's a lot of good players around, so I sort of didn't have to do too much. I just um, could really focus on enjoying it and, um, yeah, just playing up forward. Yeah. Um, did you have any family that played at St. <laughs> like, was that sort of a family club like you had a yeah. family before that played there? Yeah, so my old man played there um, for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I also went to a school called St. Joseph's as well, which is a little bit of an affiliation with the club. Okay. Um, a lot of the kids that went to St. Joseph's school played at the club yep um but yeah there was definitely family affiliation like dad's dad as well was involved in the club yeah, right. so so it would have been pretty special playing yeah. like when you've when you played when you started playing senior footy there first played your senior um first game first senior game yeah yeah definitely um and was what was it like playing senior footy like was a bit of an eye-opener in terms of transitioning into playing against like bigger bodies and like playing against men as some would say um yeah yeah, was it a bit of a transition getting to that level? Did you learn a bit? Yeah, definitely. Like um, being sort of smaller and you're playing in the 18s, you're sort of playing against people who are similar like size in terms of weight and things like that. But it's a complete different ball game when you go up to seniors, as you'd know, and you've got to um, adjust sort of to the bigger bodies and um, bigger hits and just like the tempo in general is just way different. But I think that year sort of held me in good stead sort of moving forward. Mm. Um, it was sort of a good stepping stone to getting used to playing against like bigger bodies and things like that. Yeah. Did you do a um, pre-season leading into that year <laughs> for the senior side? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah. How was it? Uh, why, why, why are you laughing? Oh, did you know, think I had a story or something <laughs> yeah, for you? No, no, no. We're saving the, any of that for later, <laughs> mate. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just wondering, oh, mate. No, this is a, all part of the chat, mate. I thought no. that was a leading question. No, nah, was that? I, was, I suppose what I was getting at was that was that your first um, proper preseason, mate? Experience of your first proper preseason, maybe? Yeah, it was. Um, unfortunately, I did my hamstring um, during that preseason. Actually wrestling one of the other players oh, on okay. a night out. Oh, uh, wow. So <laughs> I thought that's where it was going. Nah, but that's gold. So, yeah, I was at uh, ripe old age 18 doing hammies, which wasn't... Who initiated the wrestle? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. Because that's a bit of confidence if it's coming from an 18-year-old to initiate the wrestle. Yeah, it was one of the older blokes <laughs> yeah. at the club. And uh, I turned, yeah, we were wrestling on our knees and he sort of pushed me backwards and my legs got caught from under me. And um, the, the hammy went. <laughs> and what what was the story for the coach? Uh, At the time, was there a remember. story or were you honest? Uh, I was a bit sheepish about it all. I can't, I can't remember, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Yeah, okay. So you had to sit out a bit of the pre-season then? Yeah, yeah. It was about five or six weeks, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what, what was it like doing um, a pre-season, I suppose? Was it? Yeah, it's a bit of an eye-opener doing your first pre-season because... Obviously, in juniors, you, it's not really to that sort of level doing a pre-season. So, um, it was really good to sort of build that sort of base for the season and get to know, obviously, a lot of the players because I was coming out of the 18. So, you don't really, you're not really familiar with a lot of the players. Um, so, just building a bit of a connection was good. Yep. Um, and the club won back-to-back flags in 2017 and, and 2018. You touched on that before. So... One question I was going to ask because I I found I found the results in terms of the flags, but I couldn't find any stats or like the teams or anything. But I'm guess did you play in both of those? Yeah, because I, I know you were on Geelong's VFL list in 2018. Yeah, so I wasn't 100 percent sure whether you played in both 
or just the the one, but you obviously played in both of those. Yeah, so the 2018 one was actually pretty interesting. So I was one game off over qualifying because I've played too many VFL games. What was the what was the cutoff? Oh, Do you remember? It was about eight games. Okay. So if you played nine in VFL, then you can't go back and play finals at your local club. Yep. And um, we were I was actually lucky because we were going into a I think it was a second final with VFL, and um, we just got drummed the week before and uh i was lucky i actually got dropped for that game so i meant i could go back to um the Saint gfl Joseph's, yeah. and play finals there yeah nice so you know as as bad as it was to get dropped from the final in the vfl they lost that next game so it gave me an opportunity to play the finals in the gfl so yeah i was very lucky and was um were they were those two flags like the only flags you've won yeah growing yeah. up yeah yeah um so 17, you played basically for St. Joseph's the whole year. Yeah. And then 18, you were in and out of the side a little bit. Um, but what was, it like? what was it like playing in a senior flag, I suppose? What was that experience like? Especially you would have been a like, real young bloke then. Yeah. Like, what was that like? No doubt it would have been pretty special. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, that sort of feeling and like experience just makes you sort of chase it again. Um, yeah, as I said, I was pretty young, so... I, Guess I might have taken it a bit for granted, thinking that it might come around again. But now, sort of getting to 25, and it's been a while since I've sort of won one. It's yeah, you. That's what you play for, and um, those sort of moments that you share with the blokes is just magic. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely sort of chasing another one. That's for sure. Yeah, and um, 17 was a bit of a blowout. I saw. Yeah, and, and it sounded like what you were saying before. The team was pretty good that year in terms of compared to the rest of the competition. Um, but 2018 was um, a bit of a closer game, I could see, just by the result. Was the competition a bit closer that year as well? Yeah, so we we were actually the underdogs in uh, 2018. 2017, okay. we, were, we were probably the best team by a fair while. Yeah, but 2018, yeah. we sort of just snuck into the finals. Yeah, right. Won the prelim by a point. Got into the grand final rematch against the same team as the year before. Um, no St. One, Mary's, is yeah, that right? Yeah. yeah. So no one was expecting us to win. We are down by, I think, 30 points going into maybe the last quarter. Bullshit. I need a bit of a fact check on that. Really? But we were, we, were get, we were down by a fair bit. And, yeah, um, yeah the uh, the boys got the job done. And, uh, yeah, it was quite a win. And how'd you go in, in <laughs> both those flags? Uh, 2017, not too bad. I kicked a couple. Um, but 2018, <laughs> I didn't do much at all. Um so yeah, you I got just, the medal, mate. <laughs> yeah, just got on the coattails <laughs> of everyone else. <laughs> Wins a win. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so right. Uh, it's, it sounds like it was a pretty good experience. Um, definitely something I'm jealous of in terms of playing at a flag, in a flag at that sort of level. Um, no, very good. So we'll move on to Geelong VFL. Your first official year on the list was 2018. How did um, how did that sort of like talk us? through the process of how that came about. Like, I know you sort of saying that you played Geelong Falcons 18s, your name was probably on the radar a little bit, but, um, you, and you have to make a decision, but does someone sort of approach you about coming down to do a pre-season after watching you play in St. Joseph's, or do you decide that you want to have a crack and then try and invite yourself to training, or how does it all work? Yeah, so I guess GFL is sort of a, a pool of... Uh, players what that Geelong VFL sort of look at and like so from the year before 
um, I got a call from one of the team managers just saying, um, we'd like to get you down to train, do the pre-season. And, um, yeah, they do that for a few players out of the GFL. Um, so I was lucky enough to get down there um, and do a pre-season in 2018. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was sort of on the back of 2017, I think, having, like, an, a not a bad year. Um, they just thought they'd, they'd, yeah, invite me down to try out in 2018. So, um, yeah, it was. I wasn't sort of expecting it at the time, but... I was definitely um, keen to have a crack. Yeah. yeah. And, and when do you – do you remember <clears throat> when you played your first VFL game? Like was it early in the year? What round? Do you sort of remember it? Yeah. So they had a 23rd player rule. So it had to be 18 or 19 years old. Um, so I was lucky I was 19 at the time. So I got to play round one as a 23rd player. Okay. Is, um, that, is that a sub or just part of the rotations? No, nah, like, just um, – yeah. yeah. Okay. Part of the rotations. It's sort of your fifth player on the bench, but – they have to. There's sort of all rules about who can play as it. I think it just has to be like a young, young bloke. Um, so yeah, I played round one, and you could play up to six or seven games as a twenty third. So I played the first six, I think, as twenty third, and then sort of was in and out after that. Once I couldn't play as twenty third anymore because I sort of had to fit into the, you know, the main lineup. Yeah, and I was yeah. still pretty young, um, and you've got you know AFL blokes coming back, and um, yeah, it's sort of just. Depends on injuries and who's available from the AFL and yeah, sort of fitting in around all that. Yeah, and who was your first game against? It was against Werribee. Uh, and what was um, what was it like? Sort of probably running out and rubbing shoulders with some guys who are on AFL lists, or were you a bit overwhelmed by it all and uh, nervous and that kind of thing? I know playing waffle like I don't. You, you never forget your first game of waffle, like especially yeah. if it's something that you've been looking to do for a long time. But it might be a little bit different because you played for an aligned club. I don't know, but what was it like? Yeah, playing your first game. Yeah, I remember. It was I think it was an Easter Sunday game, and um, we were down by ten points with about oh, I reckon a minute to go on the clock, and we ended up getting up. Um, a bloke called Luke Keel kicked a goal with about five seconds to go on the clock, and we wow. won. Um, and it was just an awesome experience, but. Yeah, it is. It is a bit eye-opening running around with AFL players out there. Anyone you remember that was probably more well known to like maybe the listeners or just in general? Yeah, I remember Grime Myers was playing that day. Yep. Um I think Jermaine Jones was playing, who's at West Coast now. Um, I think Ryan Gardner was playing. He's uh, at the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, there would have been. Oh, I think right. Oh, yeah. There would have been. There would have been another few, but it was a while ago. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Um, and like Werribee would have had some. Uh, are they aligned with the no, club? So but Werribee, they would have had some ex AFL talent, maybe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Werribee were a standalone club, but um, I remember. I don't know. I don't think it was that year, but Michael Barlow played there for a few yeah, okay. years. He's now coaching there. Yeah. Um, they definitely had some good talent run through there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you get um? many minutes or much game time when you're playing as that 23rd and how did you go how'd you go starting off yeah you still sort of you rotate through um as normal um you're probably off a little bit more than some of the other guys but i was just happy to be out there and um i was sort of just in awe of the whole thing so um you know those first five or six games it was just happy to be out there and you know yeah it was just a good experience and yeah just trying to you know do what i can when i was out there and um, yeah, it was good. Yep. Um, so yeah, twenty twenty eighteen, you were in and out, and then 
when did you start playing a regular VFL like week by week? Pretty much every was it twenty nineteen? Yeah, so from twenty nineteen sort of onwards, I was pretty much in there. Except for twenty nineteen, the start of the year, I remember I didn't play round one. Okay. I didn't get a game. Just didn't get picked. Yeah, uh, the pre. I don't think my preseason was probably as good as should have been. What was that due uh, to? Uh, I don't know. I just you know I've, yeah I always sort of struggled taking it you know fully serious <laughs> sometimes. Um, Too many off the wood <laughs> yeah. over the summer. <laughs> yeah, so I remember round one I played back at local at St. Joseph's and um, snagged five and then... Oh, geez, that's <laughs> why he wanted to drop it. Yeah. I wasn't even going to ask you about the preseason. <laughs> you just wanted to drop all that in, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, and then I played the next week and basically um, after that, that like until I finished up, I was lucky enough to sort of cement a spot in there, Yep. which, yeah, I was pretty happy about because... Obviously, um, some weeks you'd only have eight positions for VFL players or six positions. Yep. And the rest of AFL players filtered down. Yeah. So it's a pretty good effort to be um, playing regularly every week. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was sort of lucky um, just with the half-forward role. There was sort of a spot there available. So, yeah. All right. We we had to take a little pause because the, the great man Phil Smart wandered up and whenever Phil Smart comes to talk to you, you have to drop everything and have a chat. So we had to pause for Smarty. So shout out Smarty. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Got mate. a good laugh out of him too. <laughs> um, we were talking about um, the fact that you sort of broke into the VFL side in 2019. We're playing week to week and it was, it was a pretty good job that you were doing given, like you said, some weeks that only be seven or eight spots maybe. Um, so you would have started to feel um, pretty comfortable sort of at that level through 2019, because you'd been 2021 then? Uh, yeah, 20, yeah, 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 about so, 2021. So yeah. you would have been you would have been feeling pretty comfortable sort of by then, week to week at that level? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, there's a lot of good players running around in the VFL that like you either get sort of the young the young draft picks who are just being picked up, trying to get some experience, or you get sort of some of those older players who are sort of falling out of luck in the senior team. So, um, you know, you're always rubbing shoulders with some pretty impressive players, so... You sort of have to adjust pretty quick whilst you uh, fall behind the pack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sort of 2019 finishes up and then obviously next the next year COVID hits. And I want to touch on that a little bit um, because we've we've had um, the discussion with a few of the other guests on the pod about COVID, but all those guests were guys who have only experienced it in WA and Obviously, it was a lot different for W, even though it still had an impact. It was a lot different for WA boys than it was for anyone who was living in um, Victoria. The whole 2020 season was cancelled for a start, whereas obviously we still got some footy over here, shortened season. And I'm I'm pretty sure if I've done my research right, the Geelong Football League didn't go ahead in 2021 as well. So there's some leagues that probably had a couple of years off. Um, so how how was that like what was it like living through that because it's something that we anyone who experienced it sort of will talk about and remember because probably a couple of generations hadn't experienced anything like that before but yeah what was it like living through it in victoria because it's obviously a lot different to to here yeah 2020 i think it was 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 tough like we were in lockdown for the good part of the the whole year um and you know you'd You'd get out and you get put back into lockdown. It happened f- four or five times. So, 
Um, I mean, at the start of the year, we we're hopeful that we'd get a, a season going. So, sort of kept me in Victoria, um, hoping that it would get going. And then, you know, as the year went on, it sort of got less and less likely. But um, yeah, it's probably not great on your on your mental health and so sort of physical health being locked down like we were. Um, but I mean, we sort of I found a way to sort of keep in contact with your mates. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was just yeah un, unprecedented times. So everyone went through it in back in Victoria, and um, yeah, sort of footy sort of didn't become a priority for a year there, which was a bit a bit disappointing and frustrating, I guess, for me being 22 or 21. All you want to do is play footy and coming off a full VFL year as well. Yeah, yeah, I was um, I was sort of looking forward to the next year, and then um, even the year after, I think we played. Eight to eight to ten games at VFL, yeah. so that was that was a weird year because we actually played a game in Sydney and a game in Queensland. So we we're flying around, but like in between, then we we're getting locked down, and you know, it was just bizarre. So um, pretty quickly, I went from about twenty-one to twenty-three without playing too much football. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a bit of an eye opener, but at the same time, it sort of shows you where your priorities are it's probably at that time probably wasn't footy um, yeah yeah it was just sort of, yeah was it was that year in 2020 um like did you have many periods where you could sort of do a little bit with the restriction like i know over here we we, we had periods where we could um for example go and do exercise with one other person for a certain amount of time but only one other person or to other people, were there many moments like that in or periods like that in Victoria? Or was it a lot more of just strictly lockdown and you couldn't actually leave your house? Um, so we had a five k radius. I'm pretty sure five or ten k radius. So you could exercise within five or ten k of your house um, for up to an hour a day or something like that. So you know, I'd meet up with a mate down at the river and we'd go for a run around the river and things like that. Um, but yeah, you were still fairly limited, like no gyms were open. Um, all you could do was basically just go for a run, go for a kick. Um, we were probably a bit luckier being in Geelong. It was a bit more regional, so there was a bit less uh, restrictions on us compared to the city. Um, but in saying that, we were still pretty hamstrung with what we could do. And um, yeah, it was mainly just going for runs. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty Well, pretty I suppose that would have kept you at least a little bit sane. But yeah, it would have been um, difficult, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you living at home at the time? Yeah, I was yeah. probably lucky that I was living at home because, you know, you sort of with your family and stuff through what was, yeah, we sort of didn't know what was going on. So it would have been tough sort of not living with them. And, um, yeah, so it was probably probably a good thing that I was living at home at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with you, you touched on before that you sort of stayed in Victoria because you thought there might be some footy in 2020 mm. that would have been pretty frustrating do you reckon you would have do you reckon you would have looked at moving if you knew for sure that there wouldn't be any footy getting played yeah oh, in hindsight probably yeah I should have probably moved but um you know at the time we just had no idea what was going on and um yeah we were sort of hopeful something would happen and then by the time we sort of realized it wasn't going ahead it was probably a bit too late to pack up and move i know yeah. i was talking to smarty at the time about coming across but as it, well yeah, yeah. yeah we should have got it we should have got him on the mic just for a quick <laughs> yeah. chat actually when he got up here <laughs> yeah but yeah just it was just yeah didn't work out like that unfortunately but yeah yeah it, uh, yeah that age it would have been bloody 
yeah, frustrating. Like, I think I don't think in terms of footy, obviously, like you said, other things were a priority. But in terms of footy, I don't think it came at the right time for a lot of people. Like mm. for me, it came at a good time because I'd just done my um back in, and then we went into lockdown, and that meant that when the season got going, um, I was playing again. <laughs> but it did take a few games off the um off the tally, mate. Yeah. At my, at, with the amount of time, the amount I've struggled to play. I need all the games I can get, so I'm not too happy about that. But yeah, yeah that's right. It affected everyone. So like, yeah, you, know, you got to look at the the whole picture. Like, I guess everyone in Victoria was in the same boat at the time. So yeah, yeah, there's no point complaining. Yeah, well, we can't complain because I know, yeah, some some of us over here in WA probably complained a little bit, but then we didn't have the perspective to realise what was going on elsewhere. But anyway, it's probably it's it's good that it's all sort of um out of the way now, and we're we're in the clear. Um. Were you actually part of the Cats AFL COVID top-up list at the time? Did I read that correctly? <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how close or how far away like that would have been from happening. I know West Coast. Yeah, uh, they ended up having it. Yeah. I was going to ask, were you ever a sniff of um, getting a game, or <laughs> did it not? Did you ever like get any indication that you might have been half a chance of what was going on, or did it not really happen with Geelong? We did have a meeting about. Um, what would happen if sort of half the team went down with COVID and we'd all probably have to play. But um, Geelong were pretty lucky they didn't have it sort of run through the the whole club. So um, they never had to use the top-ups. Spewing. Yeah. Should have yeah. sent someone in with COVID. I was, roll, I was, <laughs> into I was rolling into the club full of COVID <laughs> just trying to give it to everyone. Nah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would have been a good opportunity, but uh, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. So um, before we get into your last couple of seasons at Geelong before you moved over, I just want to get a bit of an insight into what it was like to play at an aligned club a bit more. Um, over in WA, we've only obviously got or ever had two aligned clubs happening at once. Um, there are a lot more teams in Victoria, so there's obviously a lot more aligned clubs and probably a bit more advanced over in Victoria with the aligned clubs than what they are here from everything that, I, that I've sort of heard. Um, but what was the experience like? Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a unique sort of experience, I guess, because everyone's got different sort of uh, motivation and different sort of goals within the team. Like you got young blokes who've just been drafted who are trying to push to play AFL. We got blokes near the end of their career or sort of still on the list, but maybe can see the end coming. And then you got the VFL guys who are sort of topping up, um, trying to help out and develop their footy as well. So definitely. A lot of different personalities within the team and a lot of different players with different goals um so it's it's a unique experience that's for sure mm. um but the at Geelong there was yeah I thought they they did it quite well like considering you couldn't train well you weren't training together too often the AFL I was going to ask you about players. that yeah um you may you do sometimes but not often so how would it work when with general training when you sort of weren't training with them yeah so um, we would have a VFL squad who would sort of train similar to us here, like Tuesday, Thursday. How many would be in that squad, roughly? There'd still be about 30, I Oh, really? Say. Yeah, okay. so there's about a fair pool to pick from because um, some games you might only have like a handful of VFL players coming down, so the rest have to be VFL top-up. So there was still a fair squad there, um, but that also makes it hard when there's not many spots available because you've got 30 blokes training for five spots or something. Yeah. You know? It's... Um, you can see how some players lose that motivation to keep showing up. But, yeah, so basically the AFL players 
train during the day and we would train after work because BFL players obviously still have full-time jobs um, and things like that. So when we could, sometimes the AFL players would train at night with us on the odd occasion. But, um, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely hard, that's for sure. And you'd you'd find that the standalone VFL clubs are usually the, like a lot, have a lot more success at times because they've got that sort of synergy um, compared to, you know, teams that are change. Like you could have five or six changes from one week to the next, mm. pretty pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. So if you were training with the VFL squad, did you get an opportunity to train with your local club at all during the week if you weren't going to be playing in the VFL side? Yeah, so on a Thursday, they'll sort of read out a squad of who's a chance to play VFL and then the rest would sort of go back to their local clubs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that, that obviously didn't impact you too much from 2019 because you would have been predominantly training at the in the VFL squad, I'm guessing, and yeah. not really training with St. Joseph's much or playing at all. Yeah, after sort of that um, second flag that we won, I um, probably only played a handful of games after that, which, yep. you know, I loved going back there to play when, when we could, but, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to do it too much. Yeah, and you, I was going to ask what was it like rubbing shoulders with um, some AFL players, but you obviously it doesn't sound like you got to do that that much because they would train – separately a lot of the time so i'm trying to think what else what else there was that was different but i know we had a bit of a discussion about um a couple of days ago actually about the facilities getting to use the facilities so that would have been pretty um pretty good yeah yeah the facilities there were awesome we did um in the pre-season we got the opportunity to do, to do the pre-season with them oh, if, wow. if you could fit it in around work and yeah, things okay. like that so They'd get a handful of the VFL boys to come down and train with the AFL in the preseason, so that was pretty cool. Did you? Did you? Could you fit that in at the time? Yeah, especially early days when I was at uni. Um, so you'd be doing preseasons, like doing most, or not most sessions, but you'd probably do one, one a week when you could with like the AFL boys. So it was pretty, pretty good opportunity. Any, any match sim? Heaps of matches. Did you kick, yeah. kick up on anyone? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 even shame really. him, mate. Nah. If you did. <laughs> I remember one match sim. Um, I was standing there and it was like Salwood, Dangerfield, Gary Ablett all playing in this match sim and I was just, you know, starstruck. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a pretty cool experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, Do you have anyone playing directly like on you that you sort of looked at were like, geez, who's it like, how's uh, this bloke playing on me? I remember one match sim I was playing on Zach Tui, um, but yeah, there wasn't much respect given. <laughs> he just took <laughs> off, which was fair enough. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't doing too much. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was just it was just a great experience, I guess, to be able to do that. And yeah, um, as sure. you touched on, like the facilities down there were, were pretty cool as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you ever think about moving to a standalone VFL club based on what you were saying before there, where it was probably a lot more stable? Mm, not really, just because Geelong was sort of local for me, and the next closest was probably Werribee, which was about thirty or forty minutes away. And then other than that, the, all the teams were in Melbourne. Yeah. So. It was sort of always Geelong or probably not doing it. Yeah, okay. Because um, it was just a bit too hard. Never considered a move or anything like nah, that? Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Um, and on to your, your sort of last two years before you made the move over here, you, you played some pretty good footy by the looks of things. You actually made the, the VFL team of the year in 2021 and then um, you're announced as co-captain of the side in for 2022. Did you... Um, do you think those last couple of years you played were probably the best patch of footy of your career? 
Um, definitely that the year I made the team of the year, I had a, I had a good year. Um, the year after when I was captain, that was a, a bit of a, as you know, being a captain's a bit of a challenge, like challenging ex- experience at times. I was, um, yeah, I was, wasn't sort of used to that, that experience. So um, it was a great opportunity for me and I'll be forever grateful for that opportunity and um, sort of developed a lot as a person being captain. So um, I guess it sort of, sort of was, uh, took my sort of focus off footy a little bit, but not too, too much, but. Yeah, definitely that 2021 year was probably my best year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, both years weren't too bad. Yeah, and so the captaincy wasn't something you expected going into the year? Nah, definitely definitely not. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, it was uh, to the credit of my coach at the Shane O'Brien at the time. He thought it would be um, sort of the next step for my development. Okay. And, um, yeah, I full credit to him because it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it and, yeah. Um, something that yeah i hold you know put next to my name and be proud about it yeah absolutely um, but yeah i know i don't know moving forward if i if it's something that i'll do again um but <laughs> it at was the du- at the ducks mate. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah I, I, as much as i enjoyed it it sort of i don't know if I, it'd be something that you know i'll do again but yeah, yeah. It, it does come with certain things doesn't it yeah that's right and um yeah it's just that, yeah, as you said, it comes with different things and different challenges. You sort of got to manage people as well, and um, yeah, it's, yeah, it works. Some people like thrive off that, but others, yeah, I sort of, I guess, struggled a little bit with it. Yeah, and what was it like doing it at a obviously a club that was aligned to an AFL side that had chopping and changing of guys every week? Like that would have been that would have made it a little bit more difficult i'm guessing because obviously like here for example you've got your squad and obviously there's changes week to week here but you you're with your squad all the time in terms of training yeah like continuity was definitely a hard thing for our, like the vfl because as i said a bit earlier you could have six six odd changes a week um just based off who's coming back from the afl and things like that so you know being a captain was more about having people people management skills i guess and knowing who's in the team that week and um, just sort of driving a bit of a bond between like the AFL and VFL players so you could get the best out of the team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely was challenging at times. You got, as I said, you got people who have got different motivations to be there. Um, so 100%. Yeah. Did you get any, did you ever get any um, egos that are on AFL list that didn't really want a bar of what you guys are trying to do? <laughs> oh, without, without having to name yeah, names? without naming names, it was definitely... Uh, AFL players coming back at times that didn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was quite obvious. But, you know, if their ambitions are to play AFL, um, then fair enough. But, yeah. Did, did the coach, did O'Bree, did he work for Geelong as well? Yeah. So that was a full-time role. Okay. Um, he was their head coach, I think, for six or seven years. So he was great, great for the club and he was great for the program. And now he's gone up to a, a assistant coach role and recruiting role. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he was awesome. He was awesome for the VFL boys and and the AFL boys. So yeah. good for you. Uh, played a part in your sort of development as well in your footy. Yeah, absolutely. Like he put so much time and effort into developing us young fellas, sort of through edits. And you know, he was always he always there for you for a chat. And yeah, yeah, he was a good coach. I think the fact that he worked full time probably helped in terms of the link between the AFL listed guys and the guys who were just playing VFL in, and in terms of the changes week to week. Yeah, that's right. And sort of, I guess he's, 
uh, goal was sort of to get us all playing the same and playing the same because, you know, obviously the AFL have a certain way they want to play. So, you know, it's getting everyone on the same page and, yeah, working yep. together. Yeah. And were you ever at any stage close to um, being drafted in your time? Like, did you have any um, sort of discussions or did things sort of um, uh, sort of accelerate at any point in terms of maybe you're a chance or like – you know that kind of thing progression yeah it's sort of it's sort of a hard one because um you know you get told some things but you know you, it's, a, it's a classic isn't yeah, it in you, footy you got to yeah. take it with a grain of salt absolutely like, i know after i made team of the year i entered the draft that year just based on some discussions i had with some people close to me at the club yep. um they said there was some interest but you know i was always realistic about it and like didn't expect anything was that um, interest from geelong or from other clubs um i think it was external okay. um but did you talk did you actually talk to any clubs no so not yeah so not i didn't talk directly to any clubs so yeah. that's when you know i was sort of like you got to take it with a grain of salt yeah um but yeah you just you know you don't know with that sort of stuff well i think the industry i don't know if it's gotten any better but it's one of those one of those um sort of businesses I suppose where you can get told one thing and then it doesn't end up happening and part yeah. of that's the nature of it isn't it because mm. obviously from a recruiting point of view things don't always go to plan in terms of drafts you have to change what your strategy was going in and that kind of thing but yeah there's definitely I know a lot of guys who have probably been burnt a little bit in terms of being told they were going to get taken at this pick or whatever and then they don't end up getting picked up at all yeah it's pretty like cutthroat sort of industry so yeah you gotta take it all with a bit of a grain of salt yeah absolutely um and you said that you said earlier that you were probably realistic about your chances or of playing afl and and in terms of the way you you went about your footy you never took it super seriously in terms of trying to push yourself to get drafted did that change at all during your time at geelong and when you're starting to play um some better footy there at that level yeah i guess I had a few honest chats with uh, the team manager at the time, uh, Nathan Tweedle, shout out. Um, <laughs> Old Tweeds. He, he was always sort of pushing me to become the sort of best player I could and that was sort of lifting training standards um, and just like doing extras at the gym and things like that because he sort of had a bit of belief in me, which was great. But I guess I always sort of found it difficult to find the balance of really enjoying football and taking it like to that, that serious than yeah. to the stage where like you don't, don't enjoy it as much because you know my prerogative was to just enjoy playing footy and um, when you take take it too serious that's when you know you can take the joy out of it oh absolutely yeah, yeah I've, I've sort of personally had that sort of experience where things didn't really pan out because of probably a lot of that yeah. um so that that sort of I guess that that's not sort of an ambition now or it's not part of the reason why you made the shift as well nah so last year I sort of got about halfway through the year and I just I sort of could tell that my time down at Geelong was probably up just in terms of I wasn't enjoying it as much as I was and um, I just needed I needed a change and me and me and my partner we sort of discussed moving over here or originally we we're going to move to Queensland but we just needed yeah, okay. a change yeah um, and then this sort of came at the perfect time um, and yeah we've loved it ever since and we've settled in now and yeah, got no plans to go anywhere. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so the first um, time you sort of seriously considered 
making a change or a move was probably halfway through last year. Yeah, so um, I know I came over to a game to watch you guys. Yeah. And, like, that was around the time we were sort of weighing up our options. Yep. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Me, me and my housemate and my girlfriend, we were sort of setting on moving up to Queensland. And yeah, just, okay. And just um, maybe playing at Broad Beach or something like that. And then Smarty sort of called me at the, probably the perfect time when we were sort of weighing up these decisions. Just coincidence? Yeah, yeah. Just sort of touching base again um, as he did. And um, it just worked out perfect in the end um, to come over here. So you, you um, were thinking of making a move to Queensland, not specifically to play footy or because you'd spoken to a club just to make a move? Yeah, just more of a lifestyle change, yeah, okay. get some warmer weather. Um, we were just keen keen to get out of along for a bit yeah okay and then coincidentally smarty's given you another call and then you started thinking about perth yes when we came over here um yeah being bala sort of although i was pissing rain all all weekend i remember yeah we um we sort of fell in love with it not just the the place but the people over here as well they're very easy going and sort of similar to i guess me and bala like we're pretty laid back sort of people and Mm. um just fell in love with the club straight away um and so I just made the transition seamless, yeah. Yeah, so weren't any other um, like offers from any other waffle clubs or anything like that? Nah, nah. I was only talking to Smarty and um, I think I would have broke his heart if <laughs> he tried for three years and then I went somewhere else. He would have come hunting for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and what was your – so, yeah, I was, I was sort of going to ask whether you got any offers from clubs from other states or you thought about anywhere else, but you sort of answered that already. Yep. What was your um, – what was your first impression when you got over here? Because you, I'm guessing you came over for that trip and that was sort of the only time you came to the club prior to making the decision to move over. Yeah. So what was your sort of first impression of the club when you got here? Um, obviously, be, be as honest as you want, mate. Right? <laughs> obviously, you can tell there's a lot of history at the club. Um, the one thing when I came over last year was just like the support base. Like I remember that day, as I said, it was bucketing down rain, but the supporters were as loyal as anything standing out in the rain and just, you know, it's something that we, I definitely didn't have in the VFL back home. You'd be lucky to have 50 people there at a game and um, to have that sort of club culture and, um, yeah, sort of, yeah, the just the history at the club, um, it was definitely something that drew, drew me here. Mm. And, um, yeah, like even though the rooms and stuff are a bit old and stuff, it's got so much history behind it and um, I think that's what makes these sort of, like, Clubs like the Swans, great, yeah. Oh, shout out to the yeah the Black Duck supporters, the best, I reckon, the best in the business. Oh, and, absolutely. And they can take credit, mate, for getting <laughs> you over here. They can absolutely take credit for it yeah. from that day. Um, you walked straight into a pretty tough preseason too. Was that something you were expecting? <laughs> Do you have any idea about that? <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of a bone I had to pick with Smarty. So when one of the uh, one of the things that lured me over here was uh, preseason didn't start till mid January. And then after a week of being here in November, Gee, got a text saying, hey, absolutely <laughs> pulled the um, wool over your, over your eyes there. Yeah, got a text saying, hey, mate, pre-season starts next week. Then go pick up one of these 20, 20 kilo bars. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was a bit shocked and <laughs> didn't know what to expect at the time. But to be honest, it was probably it was probably a good thing to sort of settle in and ease the nerves, get to meet everyone. Before January, yeah, um, yeah, come came around. So when did you first meet Pruie? Because obviously, when you came over, Pickers would have been coach. Yeah, that was another interesting one. So <laughs> yeah, I just thought of that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I I um 
spoke to Pruy on the phone once, but I, I already had signed by then. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I was a bit concerned at the time when I signed and then the, the coach obviously moved on. But, yeah, um, yeah oh, Pruy's been great. And um, ever since then, uh, I can't fault Pruy. He's and been can, awesome. You can look him straight in the eye, mate, on your level too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So did you have much to do with um, pickers when you came over at the time? Um. I caught up with him for a coffee when I was over here and we had a good chat. Yeah. And um, that was probably about it for a while. I mainly was talking to Smarty. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have heaps to do with him anyway. Yeah. Um, which was, yeah, it was just how it was. Is yeah. What it was yeah, it was yeah. what it was. Yeah. Was, was that the um, toughest preseason you've done, just gone? Yeah, it would be up there, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and... I know you ran into a little injury issue, so you didn't get to play straight away. Um, that would, no doubt would have been frustrating because I'm guessing you would have wanted to have just gotten on the park and sort of show what you could offer. Yeah. So it would have been a little bit of a frustrating start there. Yeah, I've, I've never really had any injuries, to be honest. Like, So I've been very lucky. So to get that, you know, a couple of weeks out from round one, I was I was pretty flat. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's all part of footy, I guess. I was yeah. probably due. You, you probably felt like you'd settled in by then anyway, I'm guessing, because yeah. we'd done such a long pre-season, so you'd probably felt like you'd gotten to know all the boys and and that kind of thing and settled settled in pretty well by then. Yeah, that's right. It, 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 was, it, was, it would have been good to go play a bit earlier, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and you did end up debuting in uh, round three, West <laughs> Perth. Yep. Started off uh, very nicely in that game. Um, and you've played every game since until tomorrow because we're actually recording this the day before the game against second game against West Perth for the year, and unfortunately you concussed against um, East Frio uh, last week. Um, yeah. Due to injuries, you've also had to fill the void as a more permanent inside mid. Um, is that something you've enjoyed doing or wanted to do? And, and I suppose an extension of that question, is that part of what the sell was in terms of moving over here? Because I'm guessing you would have played predominantly just forward your, yeah. for your whole career. Yeah. Oh, I'm absolutely loving playing in the mid. Um, obviously, it's probably a craft that I'm still trying to refine, not playing there as consistently back home. But, um, yeah, I love it in there. As Obviously, playing as a high, high forward, you can sort of go in and out of um, games a bit. So Yeah, the graveyard, as some people yeah, call it. Yeah, it is a tough role. So being in the mids, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, yeah, I, I can't complain. It's it's been a good challenge for me and um, great experience, and definitely um, a lure to pl- come over here was a bit more opportunity to play in there. Yeah, did yeah. did you want to coming over? Did you think that was part of what? Like, did you think that was going to be part of what your role was when you actually came over and um, signed? Yeah, well, I knew we with the full team on the park, we batted pretty deep. Obviously, Fish and Frank at the start of the year, I would have thought they were playing most of the year but injuries yeah. and whatnot so I knew I wouldn't probably I wouldn't be starting in there or anything like that but I thought I'd definitely be sort of rotating through there a bit more and maybe forward mid so yeah. obviously with injuries it's opened up a bit more of an opportunity but yeah I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity yeah absolutely and done a real good job of it too um and briefly just touching on the year to date for the side it's been a pretty frustrating one um have you ever experienced as many close losses as what we've had this season <laughs> no nah. in a stretch at all at any any other time nah definitely haven't yeah it's been quite an interesting year cuz as you'd know we've sort of been there thereabouts nearly every game um so it's um 
the season could be looking very different if we won a few of those games. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's just got to fuel as motivation, I guess, moving forward that we know we can we can compete with the best and we've just got to stick together and um, things will turn. I think we've got, we've got a good crew here and everyone's got a bit of belief. So yeah. things can change pretty quickly. you just got to, you know, work hard and have that belief, I guess. So you're pretty... Um optimistic about the club moving forward because you you signed for two years mate so you're not going anywhere yeah. anytime soon so you're pretty <laughs> optimistic about what we can do yeah absolutely um pruy's been great as well um i think everyone's sort of fully invested in what what he's tr- trying to bring and um yeah as i said i think things would start to turn pretty quickly um we just sort of got that bit of a hoodoo for those close games yeah. at the moment but you know things will turn yeah yeah um now, this ties into being from Geelong a little bit. Have you had any homesickness or pull to go back home since you've been here? Nah, none at all, actually. Yeah. And um, one of the reasons I ask is, and I, I had a feeling you were going to answer no, and I think one of the reasons why is because it's felt like you've had half a Geelong over here at times, mate. <laughs> what's, are you trying to migrate Geelong over to Perth, are you? Like, what's going on, mate? Oh, yeah. The first, <laughs> I reckon the first six months I've been, I was here, I had someone coming over nearly every weekend. Oh, I have never seen in the recruits <laughs> we've had over the years so many come over from Geelong, mate. You, you've almost got like your own personal entourage <laughs> at times. Oh, I've got a very good group of mates back home and, um, you know, we've been mates for a long time and... Um, yeah, it's been great having them over here and sort of showing them this side of this side of the world because, yeah. you know, none of us sort of have been over here until this this year. And um, if I can get them to come over here rather than me going back there, then it's a, it's a win-win. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're obviously enjoying Perth and sort of what Perth has to offer. Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, I yeah. can't complain. And you know, my girlfriend's happy as well, which is which is the main thing. Big big, <laughs> big, big tick. And I got two of my mate, two of my best mates from Geelong living with me as well. Yeah, so, you always, know. Always helps. Yeah, it feels like half of Geelong's here. Yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, and my parents have been over about five, five oh, times. It's good though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it definitely helps with the transition, especially yeah. if you haven't sort of lived anywhere else before. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, before we go into a couple of our well now well-known and much-loved <laughs> segments, no doubt. Um, we play footy in a semi-professional capacity, um, so meaning what you have to you have, it means you have to do something outside of footy, and that's pretty important. So what do you do for Crust? I am a financial planner by trade. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> by trade, yeah. Um, and you were working for a company based in Geelong, but you've now – um, changed jobs to a company based in Perth. Yeah, so I relocated to a job in Perth, um, which has been great great for my development. Um, yeah, so we sort of, without going into too much depth and boring, yeah. boring yeah, the viewers, no. we sort of provide sort of investment advice, um, retirement planning and all sorts of things. So oh. it's it's fun, it, it, you know, seeing clients and things like that, it's 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 good. So. Maybe, maybe we'll have to... I'll have to talk to the club and we'll have to do an offshoot of this podcast as like an, a Swans investment podcast, mate. Yeah, I might have to do some retirement planning for you uh, soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, well, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's just got me then. He's absolutely got me. He can see me with the moon boot and the crutches. He's had to help me get up here to get the pod done. Jeez. Oh, talk about um, hit, um, going at a bloke when he's down oh, already, sorry, mate. mate. Gee, he's, <laughs> nah, but, mate, maybe we'll have to do it. You know, you can give, you can give advice on local investment. Investments. Yeah. Maybe we could do like a Bass and Dean investments or something <laughs> like that, mate. I'll have to. I'll have to talk to the club about it. Um, <laughs> how, and how do you go 
um, balancing, uh, juggling multi- or having to juggle multiple commitments. And yeah. like, do you feel stress that sort of comes with having to work full time and make a pretty serious commitment to footy still? Because y- you have to put in a fair bit of time to the footy side of it, even though it's semi-professional. Um, and if you do sort of feel stresses from that, do you do anything outside of work in footy or you don't really feel like you need to? Um, yeah, it's a good question. So I guess back home it was sort of the same thing, finding that balance with work and footy. Um, I guess when I'm outside of the footy club, I pretty much switch off completely from footy. I don't really find myself talking about it, thinking about it so too you're not, much. You're not really a footy nuffy or anything like that? I wouldn't... I, I like I do love football, but I find I'm best when when I leave sort of the facilities. I just I just switch off from football, and um, you know, it's I think that's the way that works best for me. Um, or else I'd you know just go down the rabbit hole of overthinking things. So. Yeah. Do you watch like Do you watch much footy? Yeah, I, I do watch probably like one or two games a week. Um, but yeah, just in terms of like thinking about footy personally, I I try and switch off from it completely. Um, obviously work's a good outlet for that. And, um, yeah, you know, living with a couple of housemates and my missus, we sort of don't delve into football chat too much, which is, I think it's a sort of refreshing. And have you had, um, which would probably help with this, have you had much time to explore much of Perth or, um, I suppose, broader WA? Uh, definitely explored a few of the watering holes around here. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I've had a palmy at almost every pub. What's your, what's your local? <laughs> the local's a saint in Inaloo just yeah. across the road. Happy with it? Yeah, it's it's pretty nice. It's about a 40-metre walk and then also got the bowls club on the other side. Dangerous. Which is dangerous. But, um, yeah, I've, me and my partner sort of enjoy going to try new new bars and restaurants around the area. And, yep. Um, just, yeah, just the simple things, mate. Love, love a good palmy yeah, and yeah. one over the wood. Yeah, absolutely, mate. <laughs> and have you... Um, have you been like down south or anything yet? Yeah, been down to Margaret River, which is awesome down there. And yep. also went down and saw uh, Shifter's hometown of Albany. That's Tommy Edwards yeah, for anyone sorry. listening. No, no, that's all right, mate. That's all right. <laughs> so I went down to Albany. So, yeah, it was, it was a bit fresh down there and it's a bit quieter down there. But, um, yeah, it was interesting to s- go down there and see where Tommy's from. And Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good spot down there. Yeah, no, beautiful. Yeah. Um, all right, on, on to some segments here. <laughs> First one, pretty easy, mate. Just some quick fire questions, all right? All right. Um, best sledge you've heard or copped, if any. And if you haven't, mate, you can just say, oh, I haven't. But. I've actually heard a, a good one. When I was, uh, I think I was about 18, playing for St. Joseph's. Yep. And there was a, a full back for the other team. I won't won't name who it was, but... Yeah. At the time, he was he was going he was going fairly uh fairly bold, and uh, <laughs> one of our players said to him, "Oh, I can't remember exactly, but he said, hey, mate, oh, I think there's a calamari ring sitting on the back of your head.'" <laughs> 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 and this bloke, the poor bugger, he was sh- absolutely shot with confidence after that. And uh, fair to fair to say, the next time we burst him, he had a shaved noggin. Did he? <laughs> so yeah, he good. let it go. Oh, at least he learned his lesson. Um, but I thought that was. That was pretty witty and uh, pretty brutal as that, well. That's a good one. That's on the better. That's on the better ones. Really, that as a response. Yeah. Um, hardest uh, trading session you've done to date? I'll try and go outside the box because I know obviously a lot of probably said bluff. And all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, back home, we used to do a few of us used to do a session where we would run from um, Torquay to Anglesey. Okay. Which is. You probably it's about. 20, I've got no idea, yeah. mate. Is it, you're gonna have to explain it's it. It's about twenty two k 
um, oh, wow. run. So half marathon, and, and it's off track, sort of off the beaten bush. So um, we did that a couple of times, which was up there with probably one of the hardest things I've done. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, sort of. You know, you got the dirt track, um, very hilly as well, similar to similar mental sort of game to bluff. No, I guess. But yeah, okay. I guess trying to give a different answer. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Man. I like that a lot, yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, favourite thing to do, and you might have already answered this just before, favourite thing to do in your downtime or anything outside of footy about you that people wouldn't expect? In Definitely over, like, the spring carnival, I do like watching the horses. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm not a great punter, but, I yeah, <laughs> it is something I like to do on the Saturday morning perch up and read the paper and, um, love that. Try and try and pick a few winners. Love that. Um, so that's something I like to do, sort of going into the warmer months. Um, Have you been to any of the big events in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I've been to uh, the Caulfield Cup, um, Derby Day. Didn't go. Haven't been to the Melbourne Cup, but um, definitely a few of the big events. And yeah, it's good fun. It's uh, definitely a different scene, but it's uh, yeah, good fun. Yeah, no doubt it would be. It's something I want to tick off a couple of those events at some stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good fun. But you're not very good on the punt? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair few donations going back through. <laughs> it's not a winning game, let's be honest. Nah, that's right, yeah. Um, last TV series you watched? Uh, Black Mirror. Oh, yeah, we're just watching that now. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, actually, no, we just finished it last night. Pretty good. Unreal, yeah. eh? Like, yeah. yeah, pretty um, pretty different, but yeah. Which one was your favourite episode? I know some people... This won't be relevant to it all, but what was your, <laughs> your favourite episode out of the, the race? Have you watched all the races? Yeah, the one with um, the bloke out of Breaking Bad. Um, oh, yeah. That, that one, was pretty cool. Like, pretty interesting. Full yeah. on. Full yeah. on. But, yeah. Uh, what about you? I like the one um, when they uncovered who was uh, torturing people and murdering people in that town when they make, made the documentary and ended oh, up being old yep. mate's mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was I like that rogue. one. That was interesting, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, this one I'm actually looking forward to because you're pretty new to the club. But th- first, first, I want th- any three people, dead or alive, that you would take to dinner. And like, If you can't think of three off the top of your head, you can just go a couple, whatever. But then more importantly, after you name those three, I want the three current teammates that you would take with you to that dinner and you can only pick three teammates. Okay. So, so yeah, first anyone dead or alive that you would take. All right. So I'd probably go Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, Jordan Balfour. Do you know him? Yeah. The bloke out of Wolf yeah, Street. Yeah. Jeez, uh, you're looking for a good time, <laughs> aren't you? And maybe a bit of an outsider, I'll go Jewel Leaper. Oh yeah. <laughs> singer. Yeah, yeah right. Throw, you know. So she'll she, so you're looking for a bit of after hours activity <laughs> and she's gonna be doing the singing for you. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Are you into UFC? Yeah, I, I love the UFC. Yeah. Um, so that's where the Conor McGregor to sort of come yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't fancy myself in the case. Oh, <laughs> I don't think many would. <laughs> um yeah. and is the Jordan Belfort one sort of related to your job? Um, I think you would have a few nice tips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get rich quick scheme. <laughs> the old pyramid scheme. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Nah, very good. Now, which three current teammates would you take? I'll go Chuka because he's always good for a bullfrog. Jesse Palmer. <laughs> yeah, is. sorry, yeah. Jesse Palmer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> um, 
I'll go to Uresk oh. and have a couple of reds. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and, just uh, take it easy afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of nightcaps. A couple of nightcaps. And I'll go Tommy Edwards. He's oh, always I, I heard, I, I was going to say, you have to say Tommy Edwards, don't yeah, you? Yeah, Tommy and I uh, do enjoy a beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- and did you say three? Yeah, no, you've named three, mate. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, so the next one is, the next one is which teammate you would avoid... Avoid, just in general, avoid rooming with if you had to go on a trip with the boys. Wouldn't take to the last person you'd want to take to the dinner. And you know what? It's a bit of a stitch up for a bloke that you have to name, but you have to name one. I reckon I've actually got two here. Oh, yeah, good. Give me two. <laughs> I want two. I'll go Sam Fisher for one. <laughs> probably because I'll end up having to pay for the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And this other one's also... It's not not the worst thing, but I'll go Jonesy as well, Chris, Chris Jones, Jones, yeah. Just because if it was a dinner, it would probably end up being a three a.m. finish. So <laughs> <laughs> he'll probably like that. Yeah, he'll, he'll take like it as a compliment. I'm looking forward to getting fish on so yeah. that he can respond to that. Oh, I want to. I'm interested to hear what he what he has to say. It'll be a four hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fish, I hope you listen to this. Oh, all right, now bit of dirt on me, I see. Oh. So. Mate, it's not that bad, all right? But I'm actually happy that I've got some stuff because I, I was I was worried, mate. I had to do a bit of work <laughs> to, you know, find the right people to ask and get a little bit. But it's not too bad, mate. So um, all of these were just basically questions I was told to ask you. So a few years back, I asked him about his party trick um, at his housemates with his housemates' goldfish. <laughs> so mate have you and you know the funniest thing about this is the last pod that we recorded there was talk of someone who used to play at this club who'd eaten a goldfish and that marked the end of the premiership the last premiership that was one of the celebrations right. they, they they decided that because he'd eaten a goldfish it was probably time to call it <laughs> so have you had a, have you had, have you had a similar experience have you yeah um <laughs> not my proudest moment but <laughs> there was a there was a time when I was living in a house with uh, four other lads and uh, we had a house party and um, so I think I got dared to, to eat our goldfish and uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, very good. Very good, mate. Yeah. Very good. That, that's what I like about you, mate. You're willing to bring something different to the table. Um, uh, ask him about lawn playground. Yeah, this one I was a bit cautious about because I don't know what – What's the go here? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. We'll leave that. We'll leave, that's fair, mate. You don't have to. We'll leave that. Oh, oh, but, um, ask him about the time his missus ran him over during a COVID cocktail night. So this might be more of a stitch up for Bella. <laughs> no, this isn't about Bella. This is, oh. a, this is about a previous part. Oh, okay. Ex, ex missus. <laughs> yeah, righto. Yeah, that's actually not a bad one. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this was in COVID. So obviously... You couldn't really go out or anything, so um, I had a cocktail night at my house just with my girlfriend and family. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> things got out of hand. <laughs> Obviously, the cocktails went to the head and, um, yeah, it, <laughs> it ended up in me getting uh, clipped by a car. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, what, you were standing and you just got clipped by it? Like, what happened? Uh, yeah, so I think there was a... <sighs> I think there was a bit of a falling out between me and my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And she thought it'd be a good idea to drive home. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you can't drive home. And, um, yeah, basically 
big hero stood in the way of the car. <laughs> yeah, basically, I had me, I had me um, hand on the door handle, and uh, she put the foot down, and I've just gone skidded along <laughs> next to the car. <laughs> All fun and hanging out. on for dear life. Yeah, fair oh. to say she pulled up after that, but that's um, gone. Yeah, it wasn't the finest moment. <laughs> that is gold. <laughs> the cocktail nights are pretty dangerous. <laughs> um, ask him about um, pissing the bed after a night out. What? <laughs> oh, no. Nah, you're denying that one? <laughs> yeah, I'm denying that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the other one was he also worked at Pop Culture for four years and ran exhibitions. I've got no idea what that is or what that means. So That's explain. Yeah, that's Sp- actually not bad intel. Um, yeah, explain so that to me. When I was working, when I was at uni, I used to work in this warehouse, and they sold they sold basically toy, toys, like sporting memorabilia, yeah, uh, Star Wars figurines and things like that. So we would go to Queensland, Brisbane, Gold Coast. Uh, they did one in Melbourne, Sydney, and you'd work at the conventions and set up sort of the stuff that you sell and. Um, yeah, basically work at the convention. So that was pretty interesting. You'd sort of see all sorts of characters dressed up, um, walking through the conventions. And, yeah, right. Um, yeah, my mates thought it was pretty funny that I was working at a toy shop for four, <laughs> toy old, warehouse for four years. The old salesman. Yeah, but um, that was just what I did for Christ while I was at uni, but yeah, yeah. it was a unique experience. <laughs> um, and uh, this is the last one from um, what I've gotten from others, and then I've got a little one to finish, but... Ask him about his 40-year-old girlfriend he had for two months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I've been stitched up. She was Is there any truth to it? 40 is a stretch. <laughs> Bit she, of mayo. I was 19 and this lady was 30. Looking she, to set yourself up, were you? She had two kids. Looking to set yourself up? Yeah, it wasn't my finest moment. <laughs> no, it's all right, mate. It's all part of it. Oh, yeah. very good. Very good. So, <laughs> shout out to those blokes. If they listen, you know who you are. You gave that intel. I appreciate that. That was very good. Even up. though he's denied a bit, no comment. I might have to get him on. Might have <laughs> no, to get him on. Might not. have to get him on. <laughs> oh, no. And then one from me to finish. You have, you have a special talent in your ability to bullfrog a drink. Yeah. Now, has that is that something that you're known for in Geelong as well or is that a natural born talent or was it developed over time what's the go <laughs> behind that mate and for, just explain quickly to people what the bullfrog is for anyone who doesn't know yeah so people are probably going to think I'm an alcoholic after this, <laughs> this segment but the bullfrog is when you are uh, you basically wrap your lips around the 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 beer yeah and you just tip it straight or the glass up. or yeah, the whatever glass, it is sorry the the pot or the glass yeah and you just tip it straight up and it'll basically just go straight down the gallon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely a bit of training involved. But I think uh, Chuka, Jesse Palmer's also, um, he's right up there now. But I reckon, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe now, but you had him covered from the last time I saw it happen. <laughs> yeah, so I try and avoid doing it too much. But <laughs> not doing a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> no. And for the record, he's not an alcoholic. Right? Nah, he just nah. enjoys one. He just enjoys one or two. Yeah, just yeah. one or two, maybe yeah. one or two a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, very good. That was a good little segment. Um, this one... This is a staple now. This is a classic podcast sta- segment and a staple of the of this pod. And there's going to be some sort of an award for this um, at the end of the year based on whoever gives the best answers. And that it's purely based – it's subjective 
opinion of mine on who wins. So yeah. whatever I think, but we'll see how you go. It's it's just this or that. So I just give you a question and you just bang, you give me which option you want. Yeah. Peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? I'm a smooth man. Oh, that is disappointing, mate. <laughs> Something going on over in Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> um, barbecue or tomato sauce? I'm normally a sriracha mayo. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't mind when one gets thrown out differently. All right. Yeah. That or Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> um, sausage roll or pie? I'm a dog's eye man. Pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind that. Don't mind the way you answered it, but I'm a sausage roll man personally, so yeah. it's not giving you many points sausage there. Sausage roll. That's interesting. Yeah, well, pie's interesting too, mate. Uh, you can't, mate. It's too hot to eat. It all it, comes out. Like, how do you go about it? You got Don't tell me you got a weird way of eating it too. Nah, nah. I haven't had a pie for a while. Yeah. What about a pasty? Watching the skinnies. You eat pasties? Nah, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> They're putrid, mate. <laughs> yeah, fair call. Um, LeBron or MJ? Uh... I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I'll go MJ just to annoy JT. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> JT, you, you better listen to this. Um, all right, this one, you, you might be too young to know much about some of the, these teams, but I think you, you'll know all of them. The Brisbane Lions hat trick, 01 to 03. The Hawks hat trick um, from 13 to 15. And you can throw in the 08 flag, that sort of team. Richmond's three flags in four years, so 17, 19, 20, mm-hmm. um, or Geelong's three flags in five years, so 07, 09, 11. So now that I've read this, I know which one you're going to pick. I would say Geelong, but excluding Geelong, I would say Br- the Brizzy um, hat trick. Yeah. Um, that was pretty vintage. Like, you look yeah. at the players in that uh, list, and like they've still got some well-known blokes now coaching and – they were just hard as nails that team. Yeah, they were, like pretty impressive. It was good outfit. to it was good to grow up sort of watching that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was I, I don't really to... remember it too much. Yeah, but... you are, do, but I was probably <laughs> shows thought... my age a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, World Cup winning goal in soccer, mm-hmm. the Game Seven NBA Finals winning jump shot or buzzer beater, the winning goal in AFL GF, the winning putt at the Masters, or hitting the winning runs in the deciding fifth Ashes test in England or taking the final wicket when the opponent needs a couple of runs? I'd go the putt. Yeah, at yeah. the Masters, you're a bit of a golfer. I do love golf and I'm pretty useless at it, so it'd be nice to hit a long putt. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, tennis Grand Slam, mm-hmm. best soccer player in the world in a year when you win the World Cup, golf Grand Slam or MVP finals, MVP and champion in the NBA in the same year? I'll go soccer just yeah. because of its exposure over to in Europe and things like that. And a couple of dollars. Yeah, too. good kanga. Yeah, um, your um, your 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 um career. Yeah, there's you're, um, you're thinking about the, <laughs> about yeah, the dollars. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it'd be nice little pay packet, I think. Yeah, and we all right, we grabbed one of these before we started the pod. Uh, what's uh, it might not be this all the times, but I think I know what it is. But what's your coffee order? Yeah, I'm an almond latte. Man, yeah. As we were saying earlier, the old full cream milk just doesn't sit quite, quite right. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough, mate. You got to do it. You got to look after your tummy, mate. It's all <laughs> tummy. Yeah. Um, alcoholic beverage of choice. So you can go a type of alcohol, or you can go a certain brand, or like say, say for example, a certain beer or a certain wine, whatever. Yep. Yeah. What's your 
What's your choice? I don't know. I know you'd obviously change depending on the weather, all that sort of stuff. But overall, yeah. So it's interesting. Like until I moved over here, I'd never had a ginger beer before. Yeah. And now that's my go-to beer. Like, Do you have a particular drink. ginger beer you like? Uh, the Masso ginger beer is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um. So the James Squires one's not bad as well. But you got Boston Brewing. Yeah. That's the one you got to go after, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. I have to try that. That's they're the best. They're the best. But, yeah, on a summer day with a bit of ice and lime. Yeah, I noticed that it. you had one, actually, yeah. a few weeks back but when bef- we had dinner. Before then, I was a Carlton Dry man. Yeah, but, but you've made the transition. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you had to pick one song, one artist, or one genre of music to listen to for the rest of your life? I'll go Queen. Queen? Yeah. Don't, don't mind want- that. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't mind a bit of an old school answer. Yeah, I like a bit of old school. Yeah. And... Um, this one, you get bonus points if you either if you've listened to the pod or you've got to know me, you'll have an idea of what the right answer is. So you might. Um, who's the best key defender in the AFL? I know the answer you're after, <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to go uh, best key defender. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'll go Tom McCartan from Sydney. Oh, gee, he's looking mate. after the Joey's. The, uh, oh, I see Joey's. Yeah. Oh, oh well, you, yeah. You look after Joey's, but you might have lost yourself a prize at the end of the year. But yeah. that's all right, mate. <laughs> that's all right. You know, if you don't want it, then that's fine, mate. <laughs> might have been a case of ginger beer. Well, oh, you might no, have just lost that, mate. <laughs> that's all right, mate. Your answer's in, so you can't change it. Oh, one, one thing I wanted to touch on before I actually, and I've just thought of this before I um, asked the last question. Um, Tommy Edwards, you two seem to have a pretty good um, relationship. Now, you know, there's been a few whispers, a bit of rumour that, you know, he sort of considers you as like his mini-me because you're both <laughs> blonde hair, you know, sort of similar builds, but he's obviously just taller. What have you got to say to that, mate? Like, I just, if you want to put anything on the record in regards to those rumours or those whispers, now's the time. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I do get along with Shifter quite well. Yeah. Um, we do both like the sort of simpler things in life. Yeah. Um, but to be known as his mini-me, and I'm a couple of years older than him, Yeah. Uh, I think uh, that's a bit of mayo. <laughs> a bit of mayo. Be mayo been added by him, yeah. Uh, um, he, yeah, he does have me for height, though, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. What about what about um, track record or career to date? In, do you reckon you got him covered? Oh, just in general, mate. Games played, like the level played at. He has taken a lot more hangers than I'll ever take. <laughs> I'll give him that and probably kicked a lot more goals. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely more exciting than me to watch. Oh, <laughs> you've been real kind to him. Yeah, I, I thought I'd be nice to him. Yeah, no, nah, very good, very good. He might, get an op- he might get an opportunity at some point. So you've that done would the be right a good thing. listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You reckon? Might only go for 30 minutes with the, <laughs> the one-word answer. Oh, there, there it is. We've finally gotten something. I couldn't him. see him expanding too oh, much. So he's going to have to listen to this. I hope <laughs> cop that, mate. Cop that. All right. Um, all right. Before we finish, every guest gets asked this one. Um, what is something you want to achieve in the in the short term? Um, like the next sort of thing you want to tick off, both from a footy perspective and and outside of footy, and it it can be something really small or or something bigger. Um, but it's sort of the next thing you want to tick off, and it might be a bit of a a bit of a way to get you back on the pod, so we can look back and see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So definitely, football wise, a goal is to win a, a premiership. Um, as I said earlier, like they don't come around very often, so. Um, to be able to get another one 
would be great. And I think at the Swans, you know, there's a real chance there over the next few years. So um, that would be a football goal. And then personally, I guess, um, just to sort of continue to cement myself in Perth and, you know, keep building friendships and, you know, relationships over here because, you know, when you first move over here, it's... It's it's quite it's quite difficult, but um, now we're all settled in a fair bit. So um, yeah, just continuing to settle in and you know make some lifelong friendships, I guess. Yeah, no, that's uh, <clears throat> that's good to hear, both for me personally and obviously for any supporters of the club, maybe as well to hear that you're looking to sort of make sure you settle in nicely. But you've done a real good job of um, of transitioning in as well, and it's been been a bloody pleasure to have you um, over over yeah. here and and also a pleasure to have you on the pod mate i reckon um i reckon you've done your bit to sway us we're sozzies and maybe change the perception a bit that we might have of the east coasters yeah, we're not all that bad <laughs> <laughs> um i hope you've enjoyed it i know i have um and yeah like i said it's been great getting you over to the club and i know i know the listeners will enjoy hearing from one of our recruits which they haven't to date um and next time to top it off, we'll make sure we're having one one over the wood while we're doing it. Yeah. So, uh, so thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Looking forward to uh, when you get interviewed. Yeah, not <laughs> sure about when that'll be happening, but uh, no, nah, it's good to be back for the pod, and and we'll we'll see. I'll hear from everyone again, or talk to everyone again next week. So yeah, cheers, mate. Thank you.